This is the Fantasy Road Show. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Road Show. We are your hosts. You can call me Truck. You can call the guy next to me, Shane O'Mac. You can call the guy next to him, Coles. You can find us at Fantasy underscore Trucker, at S. McCormick underscore FF, at Coles underscore Sports, uh, all on Twitter. Check out the show while you're at it, at Fantasy Road Show. Check out the Substack, the fantasyroadshow.substack.com. And currently, we are live on YouTube at youtube.com slash sportsethos. Please like, subscribe, click the bell for notifications. We do go live for every episode. Uh, we encourage you guys to come hang out with us, ask questions, uh, comments, concerns. They will all be addressed at the end of the episode in a mailbag segment. And... Also, this episode is brought to you by Rule One Proteins. Go to www.ruleoneproteins.com, uh, create a cart, buy the protein, buy the, all the different supplements you need, and put in Roadies 40 at checkout to get 40% off. Make sure you do that. Boys, how are we doing today? Good, good. You nailed it. I'm trying. I'm trying to get a good little a little little flow going. So you did a you're better at keep doing an introduction than I was on Sunday night with, with Shane. <laughs> you know, I was watching that and I did get a kick out of it. I'm like, oh, okay, well, see, there you go. Let's see, see if we can do that more often. So uh, that was fun, though. I appreciate you guys, Shane. I appreciate you coming in uh, and holding it down for us as well. Um, your presence is always appreciated. So thank you for that. Yeah. Can we just. Uh take a look at the time frame of things. So like, was it two weeks ago when truck said he was going to devote his fandom to the Dallas Cowboys by a Micah Parsons Jersey. <laughs> what, ha what happens after that? Trayvon Diggs ruptures his ACL. They lose to the Cardinals. And then this Sunday, you know, he doesn't, couldn't make it for the Sunday cast. And what happens? It's, 49ers blow the doors <laughs> off of Dallas. So can we just avoid anything Dallas related with you from go going forward? Yeah, I want to apologize uh, for that. That is um, apparently I'm just a, a cancer to, <laughs> to certain sports teams. So something I have to deal with as a fan, and I'm sorry to plague um, your fandom with that. So okay. um, we'll, we'll let's hope it gets better. We'll see yeah. what happens. You know, are you still a Dallas fan? <laughs> I'm still rooting for the Cowboys. I think they are a much better team than they displayed uh, last Sunday. And uh, I think they have time to make certain improvements, although it, it looks a little bleak right now. I bring you home run Astros three, one. Oh, there you He's go. got yeah, three homers ball. in the last two games. Does he really? Thank you, White Sox, for being the most miserable sports organization. <laughs> yeah. The second, the second most miserable next to the Bears. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty, pretty much. Although that's uh, that's changing. The Bears are going to get another win. This week. Bears are going to win this week. Better yep. watch out. Better watch yep. out. Yeah. Bears um, are going to uh, win. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but we are here talking uh, week six, red light, green light. Uh, our love hate. Uh, weekly episode uh, it's become one of my favorites i think we do a great job at this and coles also has a Substack article coming out on this episode later on uh, so stay tuned for that 
anything big going on? I know Coles, you're you're rooting for the Astros. I'm watching Connor Bedard score his first goal. Uh, go Blackhawks! Yeah. The one yeah. shining thing about Chicago right now. Uh, I'm currently still in Cincinnati mm-hmm. uh, for the rest of the week, and then I'll be going home this weekend. But anything new going on in your guys' lives? I got Blackhawks up on this TV, Astros on this TV, so <laughs> I'm happy. All right, all right. <laughs> Um, All right. Well, um, yeah, if there's nothing else, I think we should just uh, hop right into it. huh? What do you guys say? Let's do it. Let's, Let's go. go. Yep. All right. Um, I do want to say, just so you guys are aware, I have a trifecta drop. I will not give it to you guys until we have a trifecta, of mm-hmm. course. So um, just letting you guys know, just anticipate that. I know we've been talking about it, and I just let me know what you guys think when you hear. I it. wish you would have just dropped it, but <laughs> no, I'm, I'm gonna wait. I just want you guys to know it's coming. You know, be on the edge of your seat, but we'll see how All it right. goes. Um, let's go ahead and start uh, where we always start with red light quarterbacks. Uh, Coles, why don't you kick it off for us, and uh, let's bring up some people you're pumping the brakes on. Um, this should come as no surprise. Well, first of all, I want to start by telling Shane O'Mac. I don't know if you saw the end of our waiver episode if or if you listened to it, but I had a uh, I expressed that I am taking back my um, dislike for Brock Purdy and that my thoughts on him is, have completely changed. It was a very um, big moment for him. It is a big deal. I'll I'll send you the 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 time stamp on it, but I mean, essentially, you were watching the game just like I was. He was played a perfect game against a top defense and his accuracy and his decision-making is elite. And that's the name of the game in that Shanahan system. So I wanted to just start off by saying that first red light quarterback comes as no surprise. If you know me, it is Gino Smith. Um, Gino. Yeah. I just think the Bengals at home know this is a huge game. Joe Burrow looks healthy. I think the defense is going to make a statement as well. Like Burrow, as long as he is healthy and, you know, rips up this defense for 300 yards and has, has another big game with his arm and, you know, looks healthy running the ball. I think that's going to instill a lot of confidence in the team, but I think the defense as well. I mean, I think what did Hendrickson have like two and a half X last week? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was two and a half led the league in sacks uh, last week. I I just think they're going to be, they, they smell that they're in a really good position right now. And this is almost like a must game, must win game for them uh, with the Ravens losing and them being one back on the division. I think they're feeling a lot better than they were at one and three or oh and three. Um, So this is a big win at home. I think they kind of right to ship. And, um, yeah, I, I like I like Gino to have a tough game. I actually have Ken Walker on my list as well when we get into running backs. But um, it's Bengals minus two and a half right now. I just think they're going to go in and win that game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Coles, I agree with you. He is on my list as well. Shane, is he on your list? No, no, Damn. no, no drop. I thought no we drop. had one. I thought we had no one. Drop. Um, yeah, Coles, no, I'm, I'm right there with you. Geno Smith, uh, he's a he's a red light for me this week. Um, 
I, I believe uh, last week they were on a bye. The week before, he tweaked his knee in that blowout game against the Giants, and yep. the coach is saying he is fine. Yeah. He looks ready to go this week. Uh, but the Bengals played really good defense at home. Uh, I looked it up. They're allowing 14 fantasy points per game to visiting quarterbacks, and the Bengals have the fifth most interceptions with six. You know, I'm expecting a pick. I'm expecting a big game from, from the Cincinnati Bengals, and I'm avoiding yeah. Geno Smith. Yeah. This is the Bengals. This is their MO, right? They start slow, and then after like a two and three start or something, they just start steamrolling people. Absolutely. Yeah. I uh, I think it's a statement game for them. Um, so, yeah. Anyways. All right, Shane, what do you got? I am going to go um, with uh, Jared Goff, and it's uh, – at Tampa Bay, so it's road golf time call. He, he's Calls? A, he's, he's Do on, you have he's him on, on your list? He's on my board as well. I have him on my board. Watch out. Boom shakalaka. <laughs> <laughs> that is outstanding. Good. I love that. I love it. Love it. Um, uh, I mean, yeah, look, ahead. it's 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 kind of now there's a history of it. So like this year. He was QB 18 and QB 21 in the road games. But then I was looking last year, on average, on on his road games last year, he was QB 21. So it's kind of becoming a thing um, right now. And, you know, the Bucks they're not bad. So I think they've allowed the six fewest passing touchdowns per game. Um, and so it just sets up. I don't think he's going to be – I think he's consensus ranked like number 11 right now. I can see him not being finishing in top 12 this week. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I mean, as you heard from the drop, I have him on my list as well. Uh, and I kind of, I feel like we're a broken record here. Um, talking about Jared Goff <laughs> at home versus away. Uh, this is the narrative that is ringing true and uh, you just have to pay attention to it. Uh, but absolutely. I reiterate everything that Shane just brought up. Um, I, you know, I looked it up his last 10 road games, going back into even last season, only one game he scored over 15 points. And in all those 10 games, he's averaging right around 11. It's just, Oof. yeah, that's rough. Uh, and the Bucks are a really good defense this year. They're top 10 against quarterbacks, allowing 14.6 fantasy points per game. So I don't want any part of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me a second here. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, I got, yes, I got audio issues again. Oh, no. <laughs> but I want to talk about golf. I'm just going to exit out of it. I'm trying to watch the game and whatever. <laughs> oh, All right. Stay so, focused, calls. I was trying to put the game up, the Astros game up on this TV and the whatever. It's not a big yeah. deal. I uh, okay. couldn't. I'm streaming illegally. And okay. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> Anyways. So. Yeah, so I, I feel like this – or I, I've been waiting on this golf home away game to come. Uh, so the Packers – I had them on my list in that Packers game, and it turned – I think, well, it was – the first drive was a pick, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I first drive was a pick, and then he just – so I'm thinking, like, all right, here, here it comes, and then he just marched down um, that second drive, scored that touchdown, looked great. I don't really know, remember what his final numbers were. Was it over 15 points, like you were saying, Truck? I know you looked into it. Um, well, he was. It was either QB 18 or QB 21. So uh, he scored 12.4 that game. Okay, and he was a oh. QB 21. 
Yeah. So, I mean, not great fantasy wise. It looked like he was going to have a huge night, but then Montgomery had three rushing touchdowns in his first game back. Right. That's what happened. So, yeah. um, I mean, that I would be happy with that. That like that would be a win for me as a red light on Goff, but I think that it's going to be worse because I think there's a shot that the Lions could lose this game. Um, I think it's going to be a lot closer than. I mean, I think it's like a three-point spread right now, uh, and I just think it's going to be one of those like great defensive buck home games. That being said, like the Lions have looked awesome. I just think there has to be. Um, a game here pretty soon where um, we see like true awake off where he throws a couple of picks and just the offense never looks right. So um, that's kind of what I expect. Um, speaking about the lions, did you see Campbell today talking about Gibbs? I would hate to be a Gibbs owner right now. Oh, talking God. about, I didn't, I didn't see this, but as it gives go ahead and tell me what's, what's going on. Well, so he basically came out and said, like, David Montgomery's the workhorse and Gibbs is the change of pace back. He's like, you need to have a running back that you can feed the ball 20, 20, 25, 30 times a game. Yeah. So I, I would not like to hear that as a Gibbs owner. He's never no. going to be like, you know, he's a 10, he's a 10, he's a 15 touch max guy in my mind. Um, so that kind of sucks. Yeah. And he's battling was, a hamstring issue that I mean we've yeah. seen Aaron Jones. He he came back for one game limited action and then had to sit out another game right after it. So yeah. Yeah. And uh, regardless of injury, I think that's kind of the role that they had in mind going into the season. So, you know, that his draft capital, his fantasy draft capital, I mean a 15 touch, in order to live up to 15 touches and live up to his draft capital, he would have to have and like basically such a insane year that um, such an insane year that he, or at least like per, per touch point points per touch or whatever you want to call it that like, it, it's not, he, he wouldn't, he would, his role would increase due to how amazing that would be. Right. Like, yeah, you can't give a guy 15 touches and him just shred the field apart. I don't know. You know what I'm trying to say? Like I, I wouldn't, I'm it's not good to hear the head coach say that, um, going into the sixth week and having a hamstring injury, but um, that's just something I wanted to note when we were talking about the Lions offense. Scary. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I mean, Dave Montgomery looks so good. Yeah. So I mean, he's like in a good matchup, he's a top 10 running back, you know, and in a bad matchup, I think he's top 20. So, um, and that Lions offense is really good. This Lions team is really good. So, you know, he's going to be putting in a lot of scoring positions, but yeah, it's, that's tough to hear as a Gibbs owner. Um, you just uh, you're taking a loss at that draft pick, and you're just hoping for somewhat of a role to be carved out. But anywho, um, yeah. how about green lights? Let's talk green light wide, or I'm sorry, green light quarterbacks. I'll start it off. Oh, or do you want to? Did you want to go, Calls? I kind of do because I have. <laughs> I've, had, I've, had this, I've had this guy on my list the last two weeks, and I'm gonna see. I imagine he's been QB1 definitely last week. He has been – oh, why isn't it on the – oh, uh, Justin Fields, last two weeks. Yeah, yeah. QB1 I got him too. I got him weeks. too. 
But it, uh, as, no, no, I, I'd have to look up uh, his his. I think it was QB three and QB one, something along those lines. But yeah, so I, yeah, I put him week and three the week before. Week before things were looking very grim. Chicago fans were saying Fields is not the guy. Bear season's over. Tank for Caleb. So I went ahead and put him on my list, and he came out with a QB three performance. Put him on my list again the following week. He came out with a QB one performance. So um, because I am such a good friend to Truck mm -hmm. and I care about his emotional state, I went ahead and put him first. First thing I put down on my sheet when sitting down was Justin Fields, QB1, green light. I love it. I love that's, it. That's how you help out somebody's team there, Truck. That's, that's what you do. <laughs> I'm, taking notes. Notes. I'm taking on. notes. I'm taking notes. I'm taking notes. I – Calls you gotta what else you got for him? Just gonna say, like, I mean, great a lot of momentum going home against a really bad defense, against a team who just lost their best player, against a team who there's trade rumors about their starting quarterback, against a team who I wouldn't be surprised. We might even chalk this up as a Coles conspiracy that uh -oh. they kind of are one of the teams that goes on a fire sale early in the season the other team being the Broncos and tank for Caleb. I could see um, Caleb and Addison pairing great for the Vikings. And I could also see Elway understanding the importance and the generational talent of Caleb's arm and wanting him in Denver. So I think those will be the two teams that we see fire sale here pretty soon. Um, yeah, I couldn't agree more. He's on my list. And while you were talking and bringing up the Coles conspiracy, I just had a light bulb pop up in my head for a, for a drop. I saw it happen. That. Yeah. You saw it happen. Um, Shane, uh, you know, that the, the, the very famous, yeah. yeah, is that, um, is that a, uh, an audio from the very, very old TV show that you would remember, um, Twilight Zone? I think it is from Twilight Zone, but, is it? I, I, have a... but I never watched it. It's not like I'm that old. I'm just kidding. I but yes, um, I, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I just uh, I, I was trying to think of it, but um, totally sidetracked. Uh, anyway, yes, Justin Fields has statistically broken out over the last two weeks because eight of those eight touchdowns, one interception. Dude, he's combined for 61 fantasy points in standard leagues over the last two weeks. Like he is because of that. He's the quarterback three on the season. Quarterback three, yep. Justin Fields. I just want to say that 20 times in a row because it's hard to believe, but Justin Fields is a dog. And the Minnesota Vikings this week, uh, it's a good matchup for them. They're allowing, what, 19.6 fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks on average. Like, he's going to have a big game, and uh, the Bears are going to whoop Vikings' ass in Chicago. And, like, I don't think – it's not like last year when he was rushing for 100 yards either. Like, this is mostly through the air, right? It's yep. not a yeah. lot of rushing. Yep. No. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Rushing 57 yards last week, 25 yards the week before. That's yeah. it. Um, yeah. 300, 335, four touchdowns and an interception week four, and then 282 and four touchdowns uh, week five. Yeah, and I mean – Viking secondary is bad. Um, DJ Moore and him are rolling right now, and I oh. think that just continues. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Shane, I should have I should have checked with you. Do you have Justin Fields in your list as well? I do not. No oh. sound drop. No drop. Damn. 
my fingers fingers itching. <laughs> press that button. <laughs> uh, who else do you got, Shane? What do you got in, on your green light quarterback list? Uh, green light, I am going with uh, Matthew Stafford uh, taking on the Cardinals. Um, the Cardinals also, they're not great against the pass, so 26 in the league in passing yards allowed. And I, I think, think you saw – I think they're yeah. the only team with two cornerbacks in the bottom 10, something like that. Oh, yeah. Stat drop. And I don't think it was a coincidence. Like last week was Stafford's first game where he had multi-touchdowns, and that was when he had Cup and Puka together. Yeah. And so I just think he's, I think, consensus ranked 11th or 12th this week. He's going to be a top 10 guy this week. Um, I it's something just popped up. Did we go through all our red light quarterbacks or no? We did, I I did mine. Uh, Gino, Jared Goff, and and Shane. I just went through Goff. Okay, you still had one more, right? Yeah. Okay, I go ahead and let's let's finish the red light quarterbacks. That was my bad. I wanted to get I wanted to move right along to the Justin Fields talk. So that was uh, I, I apologize about that. Why don't you go ahead and real quick give us your red light, your final red light quarterback on the week to pair up with uh, the other guy you mentioned. Okay, uh, real quick, it's C.J. Stroud facing the Saints. Uh, I think we're going to see a pattern here where Stroud's going to take advantage of lesser defenses. Uh, like last week, facing the Falcons, he struggled. Um, Saints allowed the seventh, seventh fewest points to quarterbacks this year. Uh, fourth fewest passing yards allowed per game. I think this is another struggle game for Stroud. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Coles, did you want to like add that. anything to that? Um, well, um, no, I co-signed that and I co-signed the, um, Stafford though. Okay. Oh, so you have Stafford on your list? Well, no, but I want to now that, now that he, I actually, I I have Stafford on my list. I was going to just lie and say that I did have him on my list (laughs) because I do like that. I have the Rams. I have Puka and Cooper Cup on my list, so might as well have Stafford. Yeah, but um, yeah. I have the Rams; they're going to be my survivor uh, team this week. And nice, I, so nice. naturally the Stafford. Yeah, naturally. Um, yeah, I've I've I got Stafford on my list. Um, to me, <clears throat> you know, Stafford hasn't really been putting up the best numbers to start the year. I think he's averaging fifteen point five fantasy points per game. Uh, he has yet to reach twenty fantasy points, and I think this is the game he does it. I'm expecting a big game from Stafford. Um, you know, Cooper, Cooper and Puka. The combination of Cooper and Puka seem like one of the best duos in the NFL right now. And uh, I think the success continues. And uh, yeah, I you know, Arizona's are, defense is bad. They're ranked are we, 30th are, are in are defending we, quarterbacks. Are what? we ready to call them? Pooker yeah. yet? I, no, Pooker. I was going to say, what was the combo name you came up with the two of them last week? I, I think I Pooker. accidentally said Pooker. Pooker. Um, yeah, and it, it was a total flub, but uh, we can call him Pooker. Yeah, little, little combo name. But uh, yeah, Arizona's defense is bad. They're allowing uh, 21.8 fantasy points per game to uh, opposing quarterbacks. So expect Stafford to get that 20 mark for sure. Yeah, Pooker not. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I do. I uh, fuck, what was I gonna say? <laughs> oh yeah, last week I, I mentioned that on one of our shows that Stafford was having a very consistent season to this point, but no yeah. over one passing touchdown. It was very like two fifty or higher and one touchdown, maybe an interception, but it was 
very, very consistent. And without, you know, your wide receiver one, the guy that you won a Super Bowl with, pretty good, right? Um, so with the addition of Cup, I expect those touchdown numbers to rise. Kyron Williams was getting like two, three a game. It was just yeah. crazy. So I expect those, you know, passing touchdowns numbers to rise. Then, of course, last week we saw him throw for two. So first time all season with Cup back. Um, that's just going to continue to uh, increase, and we're going to see that same Stafford, which I'm very happy about. Um, you know, preseason, that's something that we had talked about and we had kind of projected is like we want a big part, part of this Rams offense because Stafford's so good and they're so undervalued uh, by the public that yeah. if, if he shows – even a little bit of that and you have a piece of that offense, you're going to be very happy. So uh, that's a huge win. I know our underdog portfolio will be happy about that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Would y'all trade way, are... Moss and Dotson for Kirk? Oh wait, are we right, doing we're, it we're answering. Yes. We're, we're answering all. Oh wait, calls. I, just, I forget. Just... I'm supposed to just turn it yeah. off. Don't right. have the comments. I, we appreciate the comments and the questions and stay tuned. <laughs> we're going to be answering all of them at the end of the episode in a mailbag segment. We appreciate your uh, engagement though. Um, yeah, so uh, Shane, did what I didn't did you bring up two already, or what, what's your next uh green light quarterback? No, so my next green light guy is somebody that's being ranked QB 20 this week, so Uh-oh. he's a little bit lower. Um, uh, it's Baker Mayfield versus uh playing on Sunday versus the Lions, and I okay. think people are forgetting about so both he had his bye last week, but before the bye, he was QB seven against a tough Saints defense in New Orleans is what he finished with. Um, I just think you look at, A, I think this could be potentially a little bit uh, a comeback mode for them. Um, Bryce Young just finished as the QB nine against the Lions in Detroit last week because they were behind throwing the ball more. Um, I think it could be a similar situation. The only thing that would give me a little bit hesitancy about him is if, we see Mike Evans is not going to play for sure. Um, I haven't seen an update on a, a yay or nay on him, but if he's playing, I think this sets up well for, for a nice top 12 finish for Baker. Now, Shane, I will say this is a bit shocking. Is this, this is, is this not your shocker of the week? No. Oh, no. Well, I, I am on the edge of my seat for the shocker of the week because that Baker green light is a bit shocking. It's a bit, but it's it's not shock worthy. Okay, okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, I I can get behind that. I I, uh, I agree with everything you said. Uh, one other player, one other player I wanted to bring up um, in that Chicago Minnesota matchup is Kirk Cousins. Um, I know a lot of people are going to be thinking that now that Justin Jefferson's on the IR, you know, they're gonna you know maybe fade Kirk Cousins, but I think that would be a bad idea. Um, Kirk Cousins is still a beast and he's still going to get the job done, uh, not beat Chicago, but have a good game. I think, um, what was it? Uh, he's been a top 10 quarterback in four of the last five games, uh, two of which he was a top five guy. Like he, he still has a lot of production in him. So, uh, don't be afraid to, to, uh, start Kirk Cousins. Uh, Coles, are, you, are you good? You got, you have Joe, Joe Burrow on your green Joe line? Burrow, go Tigers. Tigers. That's it. That's it. 
Um, all right. Did you want to move on, or did you have anything else to say about Joe Burrow other than go Tigers? Go Tigers. Okay. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Uh, all right. Let's do uh, red light running backs. Um, Shane, why don't you go kick us off? Uh, who is your red light running back? Uh, my top guy is a guy who was RB3 last week, and it's Brees Hall facing Philadelphia. I think as good a game as you got from him last week, which was amazing, you're going to have about as equally as bad a game this week facing the Eagles defense who only allow like 60 yards rushing a game. I think it's a, it's a big letdown coming down coming this week for Brees Hall owners. Uh-oh. You hear that, calls? Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> we have uh we have Brees in the league and uh we are starting him. Um and uh Shane, you're you're giving me some hesitation there. Yeah, it, it's just rough. Yeah, understandable. He's calls lost start. We just lost A Chain. Uh yes, that is actually very true. Uh we did just lose A Chain. A Chain is on the IR. And hopefully we'll see you in week 11, buddy. Get healthy, please. All right, Coles, what do you got? Uh, Red light running back. I have Damian Pierce, Ken Walker, Alex Madison, and Brian Robinson. You got a whole squad. Go ahead. (laughs) Go ahead. Uh, Let let us know what you're feeling on on your squad of red light running backs. Um, Damian Pierce against the Saints. Ken Walker, uh, I just think that game, as I mentioned earlier, against the Bengals is going to be ugly, and I'm just, uh, I just think we're due for a Ken Walker egg. Um, Madison, uh, watching that Bears game, I mean Brian Robinson's on this list. Watching that Bears game, like, do they have a good run defense? <laughs> what happened? Like, they I don't look know. great They're- against the run. Their run defense, um, their offensive line. There's a lot of good things about the Bears like last you, week. I, I saw something click within their defense that was like, this kind of looks like a good run defense. So uh, I just want to see if that carries over to uh, this home game. And I just – you guys know how I feel about Madison. That being said, like since Akers has come over, Madison has looked like a different running back. Uh, but, you know, I just – I just have a weird feeling that – the Bears have a run defense. Oh, and then Brian out. Robinson, you know how I feel about him. Yeah, um, Brian Robinson is on my list as well. Uh, t- he's going to be in Atlanta this week. Uh, and yep. just like you said, everyone expected Brian Robinson to kind of feast against the Bears last week. That didn't happen. He was the RB29, uh, only played 36% of snaps. 36% of snaps. Uh, and he scored. Uh, he has scored fewer than nine points in two of the last three games. And the Falcons are a really tough matchup for running backs. They rank third, allowing 11 fantasy points per game and one rushing touchdown on the season. Yeah. One. So, yeah, I think Brian Robinson is a bad play this week. Shane, do you have him on your list as well? I don't have Robinson. Sorry. Damn. I do have. I do have Damian Pierce. Do you have him on yours? No. Oh, okay. I don't. But go ahead and tell me what you what, why you have Damian Pierce. Well, I think okay, so like people are I think all excited and, and plugging him in their lineup because the last two games he's got twenty and twenty four carries. That's great, but he's getting three point three yards per carry, three point four yards per carry in those games. It's just it the production is not good there despite the volume. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of uh, uh, enticing when you see that carry total and you see 20 touches. You're like, oh, man, maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. But, but, yeah, I, you know, to me, I'm just – he's on my red light list like every week. You know what I mean? Damian Pierce. So I just kind of left him off this week, and I'm just like, oh, I'll pick someone else. Uh, and the guy I picked is Jerome Ford. Uh, oh. Jerome Ford um, has played really, really well as the lead back for the Browns. But uh, he has been a top 10 running back in two of the last three games he's played. But what's going on with Deshaun Watson? I mean, has he missed another? He's not practicing still, even though he's cleared by the doctors to play. Like, it, it makes zero sense. But the situation seems real murky, and I don't know what to think of it. Like, if DTR plays again, like, the Browns are playing San Francisco. Like, that game is going to get ugly fast. P.J. Walker would be P.J. Walker is good, oh, yeah. P.J. Walker? Yeah, they signed him and are going to start him, they said. Oh, okay. See, I wasn't aware of that. But even so, uh, going against the 49ers, I, I again, it's very similar to uh, my anticipation with DTR. It's just an ugly matchup. Um, you know, the 49ers are along the second fewest rushing yards per game, 64.2. Like, I just – no thank you. Vegas seems to think Watson's not playing. That spreads all the way up to seven. Wow. So let me ask you this. Are you at the point? Because I know you guys got him in a couple of leagues. Are you at the point where you're dropping forward for a hot agent, a free agent last night, you know, a running back? Is he to that point now? No, not okay. for me. I don't know about calls, but he's uh, he's a hold for me right now. Um, I still think Jerome Ford uh, has a stranglehold on that backfield, even with Kareem Hunt. And uh, he will be he will be very yeah, valuable, are, as we've seen. Who Whoever said anything about dropping Ford? Well, that's what I'm asking. I've seen people dropping him in leagues. Like I saw in two leagues last night, people dropped Jerome Ford for Jeff Wilson. Well, if that's the case, then pick him up. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I haven't seen that. I, I, yeah. I own him in a lot of leagues, but that's insane. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Clearly, the RB one just because he's going to have one bad week against the 49ers and his quarterback might never play again <laughs> yeah i don't know what's going on with deshaun man um that's what did i what did i tell you today calls i said he, he probably just needs a massage mm-hmm. feel much better his shoulder yeah yeah i don't know yeah it's worrisome yeah um all right well uh w- what else you guys got for red light running back shane you got anyone else no, those are my two okay what about you calls you're good I got, I got gave my four. Oh yeah, I forgot <laughs> your your uh, your squad. Uh, all right, well let's jump to green light running backs. Who do we like this week? Uh, and I'll kick it off. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, I got him. Shane, plug it, play Boom, it. Shakalaka. Let's go. Everybody's on board with Isaiah Pacheco this week, and why wouldn't you be? He's playing the Denver Broncos Thursday. Uh, it's going to be – I'm going to enjoy watching this game on Thursday. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Pacheco's been hot lately, uh, and <coughs> he's finally being like the featured running back for Kansas City that we were hoping for, you know. Um, what is it, last three games he has at least 17 touches and a touchdown? Yeah. You know, what more can you ask for in an offense with uh, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey? 17 touches and a touchdown in each last three games. I love it. Yeah. Uh, the Broncos are ranked dead last against opposing running backs, allowing a whopping 39 fantasy points per game. Now, I know they played the Dolphins and that massacre of a game, but if you throw that out, 
right? If you completely take that out of the equation, they're still allowing 147 yards per game, which was the fourth worst in the NFL. So, you know, take away that game and they're still a terrible defense. So, yeah, I, I can't wait to see what Isaiah Pacheco can do this week as he continues uh, his success. Yeah, yeah. I, I have, I'm just going to say something quick. I have a permanent spot on my green light board for a running back against Denver's defense. <laughs> that's fair. I mean, that's fair. We've seen week in and week out. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, look at you take the Dolphins guys out, which two of those guys had like season high games, but even if you take those two guys out, like you look at like what Brees Hall did to him, which was like 28 points. Brian Robinson had like 28 or 29 points. Yeah. Our, our, our little Herbert, he had little. a big game. Little Herbert, he, he had like twenty three points. I mean, it's a it's a recipe. And this is what I was when I was looking up Pacheco. Uh, like consensus ranks has him as like RB sixteen right now. I'm like, How? he's gonna be probably top ten this week, right? Yes. Yeah, that that's the number I was gonna give him. He's a top ten play for me this week for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, awesome. Well, that's great. We're all on the same bandwagon. How about we can go two for two? James Cook versus the New York Giants. No, but I like that one. Oh, God. oh, oh. Go two for two. I got Tony uh, yeah. Pollard though. I got I got Shane's boy Tony Pollard. Okay, um, fair enough. I got. Uh, I, I just think he's gonna have a huge game this week. Um, yeah. Okay. Chargers. Tony Pollard. Chargers. Mon- <laughs> Chargers Monday night. Um, I don't know. Cowboys are going to have to come out and make a statement of some sort just to – you can't go out and lay another dud. I actually kind of like them to win that game. Um, I don't know. It's going to be a really fun game to watch. That's one of the most exciting games in the slate to me. Um, yeah. Shane's getting Shane's getting blessed with quite a few primetime games here, so he gets to you know <laughs> turn on red zone and, and bust out the KY jelly and then <laughs> still, still get his Cowboys. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Prime time slate. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Tony Pollard should eat this week, man. The Cowboys, I, I, I you know, yeah, I was I close to putting it. I was close to putting Dak Prescott on my green light quarterback list. Um, you know, this Chargers Chargers matchup is a good matchup for opposing uh, offenses and yeah, I, I can get on that. God, for the love of God, Mike McCarthy, can you get CD Lamb some freaking number one receiver targets? Like this oh. it is such Bull crap! How many targets that guy gets in the last? Bull junk, bull oh. junk. Um, I uh, so I actually don't have CD Lamb on my uh, green light wide receiver list, but I'm gonna put him on it now because Richard Sherman came out and said that he's not a wide receiver one, Ooh. and and CD Lamb tweeted back and responded, "LOL." So <laughs> anytime, like. CD Lamb's way too big of a dog to not go up to Dak and be like, "Feed me the fucking ball Monday night." Yeah, is, is, is Sherman on the desk on Monday nights or is that Thursday? Uh, Thursday night? Prime. So he's a part of yeah. that Prime. Oh, I would have loved to see him show up on that table afterwards. But yeah, yeah, yeah that's the anyways, type of thing you have to pay attention to because that is the motivation, the little chips on the shoulder that create yeah. big games. You know. Yeah, he's gonna have a huge game. Yeah, I love it. Um, But the reason why I have James Cook on my green light list, uh, he's facing the Giants. Uh, You know, Cook, last week, I think I had him on my green light list. Uh, Let me double check there. And uh, no, I didn't. I was close to it, but uh, he had a bad game. 
He had the worst game of his um I don't I wouldn't say his career, but the worst game of the season for sure. Uh he he ended up with negative yards, negative four yards. Uh he got all of his production in the in the in the air. So uh but don't let that prevent you from starting him this week. He's gonna have a big game. The Giants have been terrible. They are the fifth worst against running backs along 25 fantasy points per game. They have also allowed nine rushing touchdowns, which is tied for the most in the NFL. So I expect James Cook to eat this week and find the end zone. Yeah, Giants are so bad. It looks like Tyrod Taylor is going to be the starting quarterback. So anyone on the Bills, I'm okay with. Yeah. yeah. And I think, like, don't overlook the fact that there will be people out there that are that won't put Cook back in their lineups this week after seeing negative rushing yards. You know, they may go with somebody that's – ranked around that um you know around there but are you starting cook over Brees hall yes 100 percent. 100 percent. is that one of our dilemmas calls right we have we have no, james cook i think we have to start both of them yeah that's true a chain damn it all right um yeah no that, i get that um shane did you have any other green light running backs no those were my two Okay. All right. Cool. Jumping uh, on to Pollard Pacheco. I had Rashad White as well. Uh, oh, really? Yep. Okay. Nice. Any any analysis there? Why why Rashad White? I think the Bucks are going to have play, play a close game there um, against the Lions, and I, it's like one of those games. The Lions' defense has been so good, but um, I just think the Bucks will have some success and. Rashad White's workload is just too good. I mean, I like he hasn't necessarily broke out for like a huge fantasy game yet. Um, so I could see him getting in the end zone and it, those numbers looking a lot better from like a you know running back finish standpoint. But he's going to catch the ball five times. Um, so if he breaks one of those runs and then gets in the end zone, it's going to be a big time day. So it's coming. All right. Um, you guys want to jump to red light wide receivers. Shane, why don't you go ahead and kick it off? Uh, my first guy is Terry McClure, and we are going to call this the AJ Terrell segment. Calls? Shane. Boom shakalaka! <laughs> I had a slip of the finger there. almost <laughs> played the wrong drop. But, yeah, yeah, boom shakalaka. We are all in agreement here with. Uh, Terry McLaurin. Yeah, so like I said, it's it's AJ Terrell. Um, we he's we saw it again last week. Nico Collins, one of his worst games of the year. He shuts down guys. He's going to lock up on McLaurin, and then you know you see like how is spreading it out a little bit more. Like he's giving more looks to secondary targets like Logan Thomas, Curtis Samuel. Um, so I think it's just a combo of those two things. It's going to be not a pretty week. Yeah. Um... Terrell was the big thing for me. Uh, I think the Falcons' defense is tough, you know. Um, so it's gonna what what the what the Falcons did did last week to uh, Stroud. You're gonna see them do to Howell this week. Just kind of make them a little bit uh, uncomfortable. Terrell's gonna lock down wide receiver one, um, and uh, yeah, I, I just think exactly what you said as well. I think they had like nine people catch the ball last game. Yeah. Um, Josh Pringle, Diami Brown. So they're just getting everyone involved. And I don't know. I, I think it's going to be a low scoring game for them. And 
a rough one for Terry. Yep. Uh, Terry burned me last week. Uh, if you guys were watching the Thursday night stream with Coles and I, I had a parlay and I needed Terry to get like six more yards and he slipped and fell at the end of the game. So Terry, you're on my red light list. <laughs> Fucking brutal. Anyway, um, I also have uh, a couple wide receivers on my red light list. I have DeAndre Hopkins on my red light list uh, going against the Baltimore Ravens. Yes, Hopkins had a really, really big game last week. And that's great to see, right? But one thing you do not want to do in fantasy is chase points. And I think that's what you'd be doing by starting DeAndre Hopkins after a big week. Uh, He has scored... 10 or fewer points in three out of the last four games to start the season. And I just don't trust this Titans offense to really replicate what they did last week. So, uh, yeah. And the Ravens, really, really good defense, especially against quarterbacks. Uh, They're allowing 11.2 fantasy points per game, which is the second fewest in the league. So, yeah, DeAndre Hopkins. uh, And I I don't think Tannehill is going to be good this game. And the games in London, I think the favorite has just dominated over there. Well, last week they lost, but historically, favorites yeah. have dominated in London. Uh, so they have that weird 8.30 a.m. game, and I don't know. I, I, I agree with you on that. I almost put them on my list. Oh, But you didn't officially? I did not. <laughs> uh, Shane, you got him? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, nice. same thing. I mean, same kind of thinking. Like it's it's bound with a guy like Hopkins, it's bound to happen. That huge of a game, there's gonna be a letdown. This feels like with both teams coming over there, traveling over there, it just feels kind of like a ugly, like maybe the Titans put up 10 points total, not very much, you know, not very high scoring game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. Calls, what else you got? <clears throat> I have Amari Cooper. Um, I mean, for obvious reasons. <laughs> Deshaun but, just not practicing and not playing. Yeah, and like that might completely ruin Cooper for me. Like I might dig pretty deep to to find someone to replace him, which I that that's so against my philosophy and fantasy. Like. I typically don't get cute, as I always say, and I think I'll have to just sit him on the bench. Like, it's going to be depressing. But um, so I have I have Amari, and then I also this might might be a shacker. I have uh, KJ Osborne. Hmm. Um, so he actually has a good matchup. His role is increasing significantly, but I just don't think he's that skilled. So. I think he's very good at what he does, but with that extra target on his back, I don't think he's going to like, I think it's going to kind of be a little like overwhelming for him. Um, So this is actually something very strange that I have, and I'm trying to get it exactly perfect in one offense is I have Osborne on my red light list and I have Addison on my green light list. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Did you hear the news, um, Shane? I'm sure you heard about it earlier. Uh, Jordan Anderson dealing with an ankle injury right now, um, and he's limited in practice today. That came through late today. Um, something to look into. Brandon Powell season. Brandon Powell season. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just don't it. Don't go pick it up, Brandon Powell. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, Shane, what else you got? That was it. That was my two guys. We got them. Okay. Um, I have one more guy, and uh, it's Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel, uh, wide receiver for one of the best teams in the NFL right now, the 49ers. But I think it's safe to say that Debo Samuel is no longer wide receiver one on the team. I think, you know, the Coles and I were preaching that in the offseason. We were drafting Ayuk over Debo, and I know, Shane, you're in agreement there, but a lot of people, you know, at certain drafts, they were kind of like, what are you talking about, dude? Debo is the number one receiver. So now I think consensus-wise, you can say that Debo is no longer the wide receiver one. So if you, you know, if you look at the last two weeks, he's been used as a running back more than a wide receiver. So like he has uh, three targets and uh, eight, eight rushes over the last two weeks. And in that same time span, Brandon Ayuk has 10 receptions for 207 yards. So, you know, it's pretty plain as day for me. <laughs> and he's uh, not and gonna also- get those. Yeah, he's not going to get the goal line rushes either, ever. No, no, no. Yeah. They're not valuable rushing attempts. And mm-hmm. uh, they're facing one of the best defenses in the NFL, Cleveland Browns, who have allowed one touchdown and the fewest fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. So uh, it'll be a tough game for uh, Brock Purdy and Brandon Ayuk, but I think the one who really suffers in this game is going to be Debo Samuel. Uh, we all good there for red light wide receivers then? Yes, sir. Yep. All right, calls. Go ahead and start us off for green lights. Jordan Addison, as I mentioned. Uh, this I also mentioned Cooper Cup and uh, Pooker. No. Pooker. Puker Nup. <laughs> I can't uh, get used to that. Jordan Addison, Puker Nup, Drake, <laughs> Drake London. Oh, and Devontae Adams. Those are my Another four. squad. Squad up, bro. Talk about your boys. Uh yeah, Jordan Addison. Um, you know, I think it's a great matchup, and I think he's a great receiver. So um I think that the Vikings are gonna they're not going to necessarily light the place on fire. Um, I think the bears actually kind of win that game, but uh, I think Jordan Addison is going to have a good day. He's an awesome receiver. Um, And Cole's conspiracy. What if he plays like he is a potential wide receiver one? Do the Vikings trade Justin Jefferson? No way. No way. I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to pay Justin Jefferson if I'm going to – whatever. We don't need to go there right now. But um, <laughs> Jordan Addison, yeah. So uh, Drake London, I think <clears> – I just think that, first of all, the commanders – the commanders give up I, – I, again, here's another stat, and this is – if you've been watching long enough to know that I read every single stat, um, but I don't necessarily save them. I just kind of say that I read a stat. <laughs> soak them and in. I soak them in. I have it there in there somewhere, but I don't have the exact stat. But he, um, so those could be called Cole stats, but this is a Cole stat. I think the commanders are giving up <laughs> uh, the most points to the wide receiver one out of any team. DJ Moore. I mean, you could just just say DJ Moore, and that probably. Uh, but but th- that stat was even prior to the game where DJ Moore exploded. So, anyways, I like that in in Drake London's favor, but I also like 
the fact that Ritter had a 300 plus game, first one of his career. I don't necessarily think that he's going to continue to do that or maybe never even do it again this entire season, but I think he may have built a little bit of trust in his arm and knowing that the commander's pass attack is trash, their pass defense is trash, that uh, they try to expose that. Yeah. Yeah, I can get behind that for sure. Um, Both of those were in consideration for me, even Ritter um, coming off a big game. In consideration, okay? Didn't put him on the list, but definitely thought twice about it. Uh, so I can get behind that. Um, what yeah. a, you mentioned other wide receivers or no? You're all good I, there. I already mentioned already mentioned uh, Puker Nup earlier, and then um, Devontae. Puka <laughs> <laughs> Nakua <laughs> and Cooper Cup combined into one take. Puka Nup, yeah. Puka Nup, gonna have some of that nut butter we talked yeah, about. Yeah, they're gonna get some nut butter. Oh, speaking of nut butter, I meant to. Oh, dude, oh. my ADD is so bad. I need to get that. <laughs> I need to get that figured out tomorrow. Um, but I meant to tell you that the rule one proteins has a protein pan t- pancake in their performance tra- pantry. Oh. So we may, <laughs> we might need to get Shano oh. Mac, Shano Mac, some of their, <laughs> Shano Mac, some of their pancake batter ASAP. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. I literally, I guys, I'm not even joking. I literally eat pancakes or waffles three times a week. <laughs> I love that Shana Mac fun That's fact, awesome. and we will have some awesome. performance pantry rule one pancakes in the mail to you uh, tomorrow. Yes, that's awesome. Uh, I love that. Um, I have uh, some wide receiver green lights, and uh, one of them is Adam Thielen. Uh, I don't think anybody really expected Adam Thielen to be this dominant at the age of 33, uh, but he currently is the wide receiver 10 on the season. So uh, just absolute domination. He has two top five finishes in the last three games. I'll tell you something after this. Okay. Um, two top five finishes in the last three games. Uh, he had double-digit receptions in those games. He's facing the Dolphins this week. And one Check thing we know out. for sure is the Dolphins score points. What is this? Check the that out, Shana Mac. The way cakes. Oh, way oh, wow. cakes. one performance pantry way cakes. Oh, man. Slap a little creamy butter or uh, peanut butter on those. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I'll stop sharing my screen now. Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> no, you're good. I was just saying the Dolphins score a lot of points. And uh, uh, the Carolina Panthers, we saw what they did last week when they're coming from behind and playing catch up the whole game. And I think we're going to see that again this week. Um, you know, I think we see another game with 10 plus targets for Adam Thielen. So I like Thielen. Adam Thielen. Yeah. So this guillotine league I'm in, have you guys heard of them or ever been in one? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think so. Yep. So you start out with 18 teams. Oh, team. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So team gets eliminated every week. I, uh oh, goals gone. Damn it, <laughs> brutal. Every time we just uh, we don't know what happened. My ears uh-huh. going crazy. So he's got to uh, reset and join us again. Well, so, I think the perfect thing, like when you're talking about Thielen, is isn't he like the perfect receiver though for Bryce Young? He's got that low a dot, you know, short area target where that's where probably Bryce Young really thrives. It's not throwing the ball d- deep down the field, you know, yes. and that's, and that's where Thielen thrives. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, they, I mean, they, they they have a great connection. Like, I know people were worried about um, when Bryce came back, would Thielen continue that success that he had with uh, um, Andy Dalton? But, I mean, he's just a great wide receiver. So Yeah, he's a perfect um, compliment for them. Yeah, absolutely. And I think he has another big game against Miami. So, yeah. Um, what do you, who do you have for green light wide receivers? Uh, so one of my, uh, one of mine is, is I've got Chris Godwin going against Detroit for a couple things. You know, if Mike Evans is out, I mean, he's even, you know, he could be top 15 guy, um, for sure this week. Um, I like in that game after Evans went down, like, I think he ended up with eight receptions. He was over a hundred yards. Um, you know, and when I was looking at the matchup for the Lions, I'd forgotten about this. It happened a couple weeks ago. Brian Branch is out for the Lions, their stud yeah. rookie safety. And he yeah. predominantly covered the slot receiver a lot of times in there. So I think it's going to be, you know, a nice matchup for him out of the slot for sure. Yeah, I can get behind that. I mean, everything we've talked about with this matchup, um, some – I think someone's going to really eat on the, the Buccaneers offense. And if Mike Evans doesn't play boy, oh boy. Yeah. And he's going to be, so like Godwin's playing out of the slot, which is where, you know, Thielen played out of last week against the same lions defense, you know, and he had yeah. his big, huge game. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> um, I have Zay flowers, Zay flowers uh, going against Tennessee Titans uh, in Tennessee this week. <clears throat> Uh, flowers is averaging 12.4 fantasy points. Like as good as he's been, it just hasn't really been too much greatness. You know what I mean? So I think he has, um, his best game yet. I'm calling it now. Uh, you know, in three of his first five games, he has 10 or more receptions. That's really intriguing to see. And, uh, I, I think he, he has a big game. Coles Coles is back. What's going on? You, you're all good. Yeah. One sec. Um. Yeah, can I continue my story? <laughs> go, go ahead. Go ahead. What, what do you got? So guillotine league. Um, I guess I should say for those that don't know, but basically you start off with eighteen teams. Lowest score gets chopped. All their players go on the wire. You have a thousand fab, and you slowly build up your team as the season goes along. Um. So we. Typically, I have a whole spreadsheet that kind of tracks how what everything what everyone goes for each week, um, and typically, like we know when we need to add a piece or not. I mentioned last week, uh, maybe on our reactions, one of our episodes that I added ETN. I think I was talking to Shane on on Sunday. I added ETN um, in Guillotine that week, and he just popped off. So obviously, that's like you know a long term piece of our team now. ETN's an end game piece is what you'll call it. But anyway, so a lot of times you'll what what I'll do is throw in like an extremely low ball price that I think is extremely low ball. So this week, Justin Jefferson, Devonta Smith. Um I forget who the other person is, regardless. But anyway, so Justin Jefferson, Devonta Smith threw down $75 uh waiver claim on both of them just thinking like whatever we wouldn't get them but if we did it wouldn't hurt and we'll just add them to our roster so we ended up actually getting devonta smith he went for 75 Thielen went for 275 Ooh, wow so that is the discount that i got we got uh brick me, me and nick got on um 
<clears throat> shout out Brick Smith there. Yeah, Brick. Shout out Brick. Uh, yeah, that's that's uh, nice, nicely done there, Calls. Nicely done. Yeah, Smith. Right. Smith about to have some good games. You just watch, like, yeah. Have yeah, you I noticed with the Eagles? Like at first, AJ Brown complained that he wasn't getting the targets production, and then boom, he did. And then Dallas Carter was complaining, and then last week, boom. Now it's yeah. Smith, now it's Smith's turn. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Very good point. Very good point. Uh, to me, that's just like what package they're installing in the offense, right? Um, yeah. so they have plays, uh, yeah, anyways, yeah, I don't need to go into that any further. I just wanted to say that, like, that's what Thielen's being valued at 275. It was more than uh, JJ. Obviously, there's concern, there's worry. If, if you if you give out 275 to JJ, which I think he ended up being like 270, and he doesn't play for the next four weeks, and then he doesn't even come back after that, you're fucked, you know, yeah. Majorly. Yeah. Um, I was just talking about Zay Flowers as a green light wide receiver for me uh, going against Tennessee. Yeah, I like that. And um, yeah, I mean, basically what I was saying is just uh, averaging only 12 points per game hasn't really amounted to what we want out of that production. Uh, three of the last five games, he has 10 or more receptions. He's played last week 99% of snaps. He isn't coming off the field. Like he's going to be their go to guy, and the Tennessee Titans have a terrible passing or a passing defense uh, that it's what they're allowing seven wide receivers to score over 14 points so far. So I, I expect Zay Flowers to have his biggest game yet. And I think the Ravens bounce back after a tough loss to the Steelers. I like it. Yep. Um, anybody else have any green light wide receivers? I do. And Devonta. But go ahead, Shane. I already said him. So I am going with a guy who right now is currently ranked wide receiver 41 on the week. So, Truck, you could kind of say this might be uh, Shane O'Mac, shocker of the week. Given our previous discussion, this is going to be a major shocker of the week. And and uh, debate because I am going with KJ Osborne. Yeah, I'm on board with you, Shane. I think KJ has a big week this week. I am going. So here's my thinking. Uh, Last year when he got six or more targets a game, he was always a top 15 wide receiver. Um. I think you he's been looked at in the in the red zone and the end zone by Cousins. I think Cousins leans on him maybe even more than Addison. He does not have the big play ability of Addison, or at least I don't think he'll get those targets. But I think he's a guy that could get eight catches, 70 yards, a touchdown, and boom, you're looking at like near 20 fantasy points and you're looking at a top 15 play. Yeah. Yeah, I can get on board with that. I mean, to me, it's just like there's different, like within the wide receiver position, there's different positions, right? You got the slot receiver, you got the outside guy. Like Jordan Addison, to me, doesn't play the same wide receiver position as JJ. And I think uh, KJ kind of fits into that role. So, I yeah, I expect him to have a big game. Um, yeah, so I think like for me, I for me, maybe I wouldn't necessarily – I don't think I would not start him if I had picked him up. 
I mean, let's say, let's put it this way. If I had Amari Cooper or KJ Osborne, I would start KJ Osborne over Amari Cooper. Yeah, However, perfect, yeah. so that being said, what I want to say about it is if I was a DFS player, I'm not. KJ Osborne would be very highly owned and I would be fading him. Um, you know, that's the whole DFS world. I learned a little bit more about it this weekend uh, with, from one of my friends in Dallas. And it's very like, you don't want high-owned players just period. But there are times, like, I, I, for example, this week, the million-dollar maker um, was the third highest-owned winner of all time. So typically you have those little flyer low owned mm -hmm. players that kind of that that's what you're looking for uh, this would be a high owned fade for me for sure would be kj and it's just because i don't know that he's talented enough to take on same same thing as i said about miles sanders he's going to have a huge workload and a target on his back defenses are going to be preparing how do we stop Miles Sanders? That's what KJ Osborne is going to be going up against. So is he going to be able to su succeed in that role? And I just don't think he's talented enough. But I hope I'm wrong because we have a huge underdog exposure on him. So I would love to see him pop off here while JJ's gone. Yeah, absolutely. I reiterate that for sure. Let's go underdog. Um, all right. You guys got anything else for green light wide receivers? We're all good to move along. Yep. Yeah, I have Devonta in a bounce back spot against the shitty Patriots, but that's all I have to say. Okay. I like it. I like it. Um, all right. How about red light tight ends? Um, I am going to be pumping the brakes on Dalton Schultz. Are you guys in agreement with me? No, but I like the call. Yep. Okay. okay. I thought you guys would have him on your list. Nope. Uh, yeah, Dalton Schultz is coming off his best game of the season. Ten targets, seven receptions for 65 yards and a touchdown. Uh, but do not expect that to continue this week with a tough matchup against the Saints. Uh, the New Orleans Saints rank second in the league in defending against tight ends, allowing 4.6 fantasy points per game. And I just – I don't think Dalton Schultz is going to have a big game. Okay. Um, I am going to – I'm going to never do a red light tight end again in my entire career. Okay. <laughs> okay. What about do you have six or seven green light tight ends this week? Five. Gold <laughs> okay. loves his tight ends. All right, so, so green no, light all hey. tight ends and don't fade any tight ends. Here's the two permanent spots for Cole. So one, he gets any running back going against the Broncos as a green light, and yep. then no red light tight ends. Locked in. Okay. Yes. Got yeah. it. Okay. Got it. Okay. Um, Shane, why don't you go ahead with a red light tight end? My red light tight end, listen, do not get burned by this guy, David Njoku. Oh, is that a, is that a, is that a pun? Very, uh, that's not a very good one. <laughs> it's actually extremely topical. Did you see, did you see the picture? Yes. Ryan? Yes. It's bad. Yeah. Oh my God. See, uh, see, I saw him come into the game. I saw him with the whole get up and the mask. And I'm like, yeah. what is this guy doing? Why are you, why are you got the full mask on trying to play this character? And little, little did I know, 
uh, terrible, terrible accident. And uh, Shane, shame on you. Shane. <laughs> shame on you. I know. I know. Hey, listen, the 49ers are like one of the better defenses against tight ends. And like I saw last week, even when he was coming off the burns and his mask, like he was still starting a pretty good amount of leagues. Like there's just other guys that you can pivot to that I'll talk about in the green light list on tight ends easily this week away from the Joku. Hey, at least he still has all of his fingers. Yeah. Uh, uh, JPP. Yeah. JPP blew off his finger with uh, those fireworks. So at least he still got all of them. Um, yeah. Ryan, go ahead. I don't do tight end red lights. <laughs> I just I do the one I do I do uh, uh, one red light tight end. No, so, okay. uh, Shane, are you you're in you're in agreement there? You got the one, one right? Yeah, one. Um, okay. All right, I, Coles, go ahead and kick it off. Um, the floor <laughs> is yours. Which uh, what six tight ends do you have on your green light list? I also want just want to say, tight ends are going to punch back. That's what that was the theme of last week. I think we could all say they punch back. Yep. Yeah, that that's Ooh. I would I would agree with you. Yeah. You trademark uh, trademark that ASAP after this episode. Yeah. Um, so this week I have Gerald Everett. I think uh, Parham is going to be out this week. Mm-hmm. Donald Parham. Donald. Donald. I have Cole Komet. I think he's just playing awesome football. I think. I mean, I love Cole Komet. He's one of my favorite. He probably is my favorite bear, to be honest. Um, so he's starting to score, find the end zone. And when he finds the end zone, he's, I, I don't know the stats is top five tight end top seven for sure. Um, so, you know, I think he's going to stay on that pace as long as the bears are on fire, uh, because of the trust that, um, fields has in him. And then I have Mark Andrews. I'm ready for a big fucking Mark Andrews game. We haven't seen that like huge, huge Andrews game, and I think it's coming this weekend. Um, so you know, I don't lo- love taking people in that London game, but um, I just think it's going to be Andrews. Like uh, we saw the tight the the wide receiver drops from last week. Um, well, maybe that makes our boy Lamar go back to his roots and finding his boy in the end zone. So I think there's, this is going to be a two touchdown game for Andrews. Um, and my last two, I don't really even want to say anymore. You've already started. Just finish. <laughs> uh, Goddard just because, and then Kincaid, cause he's just going to break just out because. eventually. Well, <laughs> Dallas Goddard on the green light, just because. Well, he's he he's gotten going, and he's gonna, you know, he's gonna continue to have his Dallas Goddard stat lines, which is like <clears throat> four to six catches, forty to sixty yards, and then a touchdown every other game. So uh, if he gets in that end zone, he's a great, you know, that's a great production. If he doesn't, it's a Dallas Goddard game somewhere between eight and. 11 points you know watch out for Kincaid though he's still not cleared the concussion protocol so I know I I just he's that's my other permanent spot permanent 
Dalton Kincaid calls his permanent green light tight end. I, I will die with others. him. I didn't die on the hate the Purdy hate train. I will die on the Kincaid green light train. Yeah, fair enough. Um, surprisingly, I have a green light tight end that wasn't on your list, Calls. Yeah, me, me too. Me really? Too. Yeah. Really, Shane? Maybe yeah. we're in agreement here with our green light tight end. I think so. Go ahead. Um, my green light tight end is Logan Thomas. Yep. Hey, there we go. Shane Coles, I don't know how you didn't have Logan Thomas on your on your massive green light tight ends list. I know you like Logan Thomas. He had a big yeah. week for us last week. Uh, but, yeah, Logan Thomas coming off a massive game last week against the Bears, 11 targets, nine receptions, 77 yards, and a touchdown. Just love to see that. Uh, he's playing 80% of the snaps over the last two games and seems to be like Howell's one of his favorite targets. So, uh, I think that continues, and the Falcons are surprisingly a, a decent matchup for tight ends. Uh, the Falcons' opponents are charge, are targeting tight ends 30.4% of the time, and which is causing the Falcons to give up the second moist, the second most, not moist, <laughs> the <laughs> second most fantasy <laughs> points per game to tight ends, which is 16.9 fantasy points per game to tight ends look for logan to have another big game we we need to get truck we need to get truck back to uh chicago to his girlfriend because uh (laughs) otherwise he'll be stuck on the road with a lot lizard thinking about all right (laughs) all right shane what do you have to add to logan thomas so yeah i i picked him up too in like two leagues this week he was sitting there i also like what you said is on spot i also like um I had seen that they have lined him up 80% of the time as a wide receiver. I mean, that's a great spot to have your starting tight end line up in, um, which is going to put him, you know, he's not staying in the block. They're setting him out. So as long as he is healthy and upright, he should be probably a weekly play in lineups. Yeah, he's a stud. Um, I I agree. I I like Logan Thomas. I think he's – if he's on the wire, grab him. I think he's here to stay. Um, every year, this is tight ends. This is why, historically, I never draft tight ends um, because you find guys like Laporta, guys like Logan Thomas that are going to be top, like again, top 10 for sure, but top seven guys. Um you can just find them on the, like organically throughout the season. So, um, yeah, I like it. I, I this is not the most moist topic, Ryan. So sorry, but I want to explain why I'm doing no tight ends, no red light tight ends, and then who I like in green lights. My brain works just you know a little bit differently, so I wanted to explain this to you guys. I think it's. Red light tight ends for me, it's just like, what does that even mean, really? Like a couple catches? There's tight to me, like tight ends. What is like an average tight end score? I I honestly don't know. Probably like seven. Yeah, this year I think it's lower, (laughs) maybe like eight. It's it's lower this year for sure. Yeah. So, like, it's just so tough for me to like. There's the there's the difference between like two and three catches makes it I don't know I just I like to find the the green light because for me it's like that person scoring a touchdown or that person's having you know a nine for seventy seven type game like Logan Thomas had last week 
So I don't know. That's just the way my dumb brain works. It's easier for me to find green lights than reds. So I'm just fuck reds. But I did have Njoku okay. and Hunter Henry on my list. For red lights? <laughs> yeah. If he had red lights. If he had red lights. I see. I see. Okay. So yeah. Cole's yeah, just making his own rules here. I get it. Yeah. Um, Always have. All right. <laughs> that that you have calls that you have um i know i wanted to talk about this in the beginning of the episode but uh i kind of skimmed past it uh i know we we talked about this last week want to kind of go over our hits and misses from the previous week uh is that something we still want to do uh we can i can pull it up i thought i thought you mentioned it last week and you want to uh, something we want to do up. in the beginning of the episodes Yeah, I do, but I'm not prepared to. I was just going to put it in the article. Now you're having oh, okay. a really, really bad uh, connection, too. So you're like oh, okay. slow motion. I, it's not Dude. showing up on mine. Yeah, I, I, he's good on mine. That's that's your problem, Calls. Oh. Now you're good. Yeah, I know, but if you're, you're no, now, now you're good. Yeah. You're the one having the issue. Okay, now not you're me, good. Not Shane. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I know it is usually me. I have the Substack pulled up if you want to go over it. Yeah, it is usually you, Rody. Yeah. yeah, it is usually. Do you want me? Do you want to go through them real quick? Um, you're I, like a Chinese, like uh, fortune, like movie, like Kung Pao, like the mouthing is like. What did you do? I am. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm doing. Oh, then fuck it. We'll end our episode for sure. No. All right. Well, Wait. next week, next week, uh, you guys hold. Uh, make sure you remind me in case I forget. Before we dive into our red light, green light, we will be talking about how successful we were on the previous picks, and kind of go through and uh, and kind of give us a, a an analyzation of uh, analyzing. Have we figured out? Have you figured out how you want to do that yet? Scoring. Um. Okay. So yeah, that's something I wanted to bring up. It's um. I brought it up to you guys earlier this week. I was just kind of going over uh, the results from my red light green lights and it was hard to decide what was successful and what was a miss so cole's brought up a good uh a good result to that or a good fix would be you got the three columns like a normal uh, you have a win loss tie win lose draw excuse me win lose draw and that one kind of made the most sense to me because you either have three types of games you got a bad game you got to know when it's bad and you know when it's good. Right. And then yeah, if it's it, a draw, then just say throw it's out it's yeah, that, that middle tier. So like you either have a bad game, a good game or a great game. Um, so that's kind of where I'd be putting it at now to identify the um, the lines in between those um, is still, you know, kind of case by case scenario. But like, for example, um, I had uh, where are we at here. Um, Alexander Madison. Last week was RB19. You scored 12.6 points. I had him on my red light list. So I would consider that a miss. Would you guys consider that a miss as well? I would because that's a starting running back. Starting running back. Okay. Um, what about um, Jerry Judy? Wide receiver 23. He scored 11 points. I had him on my red light list. Well, Is that I, a miss? What, was, what are numbers there? Uh, 11 points. Wide receiver 29. I know. I just need it. I would probably say that's a draw, but I need to see what his like numbers are. 
Like, so you want to base it off of what they normally get? I mean, if it's a three for eighty, six for fifty, that's. I mean, that's not a great Judy game, but I would probably just say. Like, I'm, I'm say, not upset. Yeah. I'm never upset if I have double digits. That, well, know? that's my that's my point. Like, I'm looking at it like you know, I said uh, I don't like this guy this week, yet he puts up 11 points. So for me, it's like. It's I'd true. be totally fine with that. So that is that a draw category? Yeah, I think it's a draw. Okay. Uh, well, we're going to workshop this. We'll workshop we- it next week. Um, you guys be ready. Uh, have some analysis on your uh, red light, green light after the weekend's over, and we'll talk about it on the next episode uh, at the beginning of the episode this time and not at the end after we've talked about everybody else uh, in extent. So, um, Do you just you want guys- me to grade everyone's papers? I'll go through, I'll grade our, I'll grade everyone's papers and I'll show you guys. And if you're, if you're in agreement with how I'm grading those, then we'll just, I'll just do that because for me, it's extremely easy. I don't, the gray area doesn't really exist for me in those. I, I don't know why I just like the way I'm looking at box scores. It's easy to me. Like Samaj P Ryan, four for 73 and six carries for 22 that would be a, a success that would be a win for samaje mm-hmm. you know yeah. um i don't know i i just i think it's for me it's relatively easy but um, well let's try yeah, it out. i mean the the only other way would have been if we pick a weekly rankings to go off of and then there's like a there's a you know 10 plus a 10 spot buffer between a win and a loss so if you if someone's ranked as a wide receiver 30 and they get top 20 then that's a win or if they get less than 40 then that's a loss you know what i mean we could do a a certain buffer like that but i just don't even know what that looks like yeah I don't know. We'll 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 workshop it. We'll we'll talk about it more. Uh, go over some options, but we'll try to come up with something for you guys next week to hold ourselves accountable with our red light, green light from the previous week. So, um, all right, you guys got anything else to add before we uh, hit the road? No. Did we still have that question, or did he guy jump off? Oh, oh, Shane, thank you for bringing that up. I hope you guys yeah. are ready. We got a mailbag segment. <laughs> All right, um, Chris, thank you for your question. Uh, who do you all trade Moss and Dotson for Kirk? Chris Bork. Uh, I bet she's a hockey fan. Oh, yep. Probably, probably. Um, Kirk, um, you guys, uh, Kirk, Kirk Cousins? Christian Kirk. I'm Christian going Kirk. Yeah. Uh, trade Moss and Dotson for Christian Kirk. Um, Honestly, yeah. probably I am. Um, because I don't think Moss is going to have a, I don't think Moss is going to have a, a, uh, a role all season. Like yeah, once Taylor can take over the backfield, he just is, I think his role will diminish to like 25% maybe, maybe less even to be honest. Yeah. Um, And then, and then Dotson is in an offense that is going to just share the ball all year. Um, so we were hoping he was going to kind of take over. I don't think that's the case. I think Curtis Samuel's going to have um, quite a good season as well. So 
I love going two for ones and getting the best player in the trade, and that's exactly yeah. what you're seeing here. It's a good old fashioned two for. Right. And I've watched a lot of those Jags games. Like Christian Kirk is getting targeted. Like there's attention on Ridley. Yeah. He gets targets. I think he's had 12 and eight targets the last two weeks. Christian Kirk yeah. almost made my green light list this week. And that's why that's what we talked about preseason on why we loved Kirk is like, this is his role. He is perfect in this role as wide receiver too. He doesn't get all the attention and he just gets to fucking produce this is your he's his touchdown numbers are going to go up from where they currently are as well kirk christian kirk is exactly what you want exactly what i look for in um fantasy wide receivers is like i can get him a little bit later a few tiers down but when he scores touchdowns that's you know fringe wide receiver one numbers not quite that of course but anyways and consistency. Uh, so I think we're all in agreement here. We would all make this trade. Yep. Do okay, it. Okay, great. Try um, Give us the drop. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Boom, shakalaka. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, shit. All right. Asan. All right, go ahead, Coles. Pull it up. There we go. Um, Asan Mahmood. Thank you for your question. Trade my James Cook for Mo- or and Moss for Jeff Wilson, Gibbs, and Gus Edwards. James Cook and Moss for Jeff Wilson, Gibbs, and Gus Edwards. Uh, I see both of you guys are shaking your head no, and I'm no. in agreement with you. James Cook uh, is a great running back, and uh, Moss, you know, Coles just mentioned it. You know, his role is going to diminish, but as of right now, we just saw what he did last week, and I think he has a decent game this week. So. Uh, but Jeff Wilson, the, his his time is limited there for when A-Chain comes back, and Mostert is going to be the biggest beneficiary of that. Uh, Gibbs, we talked about it earlier, Gibbs is not going to have a substantial role in this Lions offense, and Gus Edwards is pretty irrelevant to me. So Everybody in the league has this guy that likes to throw like a massive pile of poop at <laughs> you for one great running back. And that's what this guy doing. He's like, oh, let me give you these three – you know, big old pile oh, of shit. Poop, that poop, was, guys. That was funny, that was funny. A big old pile of poop. That's <laughs> for, what I'll give you. You James give me, Cook. you give me James Cook and Moss, and I'll give you a big old pile of poop. <laughs> Jeff Wilson, Gibbs, and Gus Edwards. That's what this that turd, is. this turd, this turd. I'll throw in that turd too. That'll be a good one. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, I agree. I have a, I got a trade I want to tell you guys about. Talk to my us. Fr- my friend texted it to me today. He made this trade already. Um, <laughs> all right. So um, we'll talk about that trade on the next episode. Uh, thank you all for joining us. Uh, we appreciate you listening, watching, subscribe, uh, and like on YouTube at youtube.com slash sports ethos. Um, check us out on Twitter. Uh, it's at fantasy underscore trucker at S McCormick underscore FF at Coles underscore sports. Um, and Coles just said, tell him I said buckle up. Yes. We're getting to it. We're getting to it. Coles. Don't worry. Um, yes. And trucks stay away from anything moist tonight. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, let's see what happens when you get a slip of the tongue. Um, so anyway, Make sure you guys go and check out Rule One Proteins. Go to www.ruleoneproteins.com. Fill up your cart and at checkout, enter Roadies40 for 40% off. 
Uh, they got some great stuff on there for all your protein, all your supplement needs. Uh, make sure you go check them out. Uh, also, check out the Substack. We have, uh, yes, they have whey cakes, yes. And Shane is going to be getting those whey cakes 100%. Moist whey cakes. Okay, Colts. All right. I get it. I get it. Um, so anyway, uh, back to what I was saying. Colts is going to be putting out a uh, compiled article on our Substack of everything we just talked about on this episode. Uh, make sure you go to thefantasyroadshow.substack.com for all of that and all of our weekly articles that come out. Um, other than that, Shane, I appreciate you joining us again. Um, your presence is always appreciated. And uh, Shane, what should uh, what should everybody do? I'm sorry, David Njoku. Buckle up. Buckle up.